Progress, A Sophomore Case for Optimism by Parker Duke Self-made, Atlanta, Georgia. You know what you can't stop? Progress. Do I believe that? Eh, I guess so. But like everything else, it depends on how you look at it. Regardless, I found myself repeating the phrase more and more. Believing in my own personal progress was harder. In fact, I still hadn't told my wife I was closing my big deal. It just seemed too good to be true. Yet there I was, white-knuckled at the closing table a week early, and she thought it was a Wednesday. I'd been calling it my big deal because it felt silly using a cool name like Operation Condor for a real estate deal, but mostly because I couldn't come up with a cool name. Closing the actual deal would be, and I use a technical term here, a shit ton of progress. And sure enough, I hadn't even finished thinking my optimistic phrase about progress when I realized my soon-to-be ex-boss and his imbecile son were serving up a big bag of dicks for lunch. I also forgot to mention I was a seller, selling to my bosses. And yes, it did make for an excruciating dynamic on my part. With my hands tied behind my back, it had taken me over a year of relentless effort to finesse this deal. And this was my day to finally end my employment-slash-partnership, whatever you'd like to call it, with these douchebag turds. It did feel too good to be true. I was actually excited to be there, in that shitty conference room, in that shitty office building, sitting across the table from equally shitty people. Thomas Thomas Jr., who everyone called Tommy. His son, Thomas Thomas III, who preferred Tom, but we called him Triple. And the Thomas family trust attorney, Biff, who gives a fuck. I mean, what kind of person starts, let alone perpetuates, a double-named person Thomas, Thomas, come on, I kid you not, as we live and breathe, there's a Thomas Thomas IV, little Tommy's perpetually drunk mother Tegan, a fankled former stripper, nearly set the family on its ear when she insisted he be named Jay instead. An unexplainable event I found confusing, sad, and fantastic to watch all at the same time. Hicks and I had come to refer to the father-son combo as penis-penis and penis-penis the third. I was disappointed we couldn't weave those titles into the big deal's contract, referring to them collectively as the douchery or something like that. Morale-wise, that would have been incredible for me. Signing the closing papers would sell my share of a reasonably successful apartment portfolio to the aforementioned douchery, a portfolio I had, largely on my own, cultivated over the last decade. It was literally my life's work up to that point. All the late nights, weekends, every hard-fought victory, all rolled up into one agreement, all cash at closing. Wait, I sighed, pulling back from the table motioning for my attorney and best friend Hicks Krugler to join me. As we found the corner of the conference room, I whispered to Hicks, the closing statement has the title company wiring Rose's allocation to the douchery to distribute. You don't want Rose to get her money from Penis Penis? I want Rose to get her money. He took it well when we told him it was Rose. I thought there would be yelling, Hicks said, seeming a step behind. There's money allocated for her. She should get a check. Right. 
She should. Who's cutting it? When? They'll try to weasel out of paying her, or worse, vested over four years. I was pissed. I'm not signing this until they cut her a check. I'd rather not do the deal than let them dangle money in front of Rose's face. It's my money. I'm as serious as a heart attack, Hicks. Does the contract not specify how she's paid? Not specifically. Remember, we were trying to be discreet. I just assumed yours was a wire transfer and Investor One proceeds would be dispersed as a check at closing because we were withholding her identity until the last minute. We only discussed the amount. Well, the title company has them distributing Investor One proceeds. I nodded over my shoulder at the douchery. Parker, hear me out, Hicks whispered. As your attorney, I have to ask you, is this worth it? They're contractually obligated to pay her. It's not that much money to them. Remember, we're right there. You sign that paper and we are done. Done, done. As in, I have their signature pages done. We can ink this deal and set you free from these guys in this depressing hellhole of an office. This deal hasn't been easy. It would be a lot to throw away over something they're contractually obligated to do. Is it worth it? Couldn't you trust them to pay her? I can send them some threatening letters if they don't. I quit listening to Hicks halfway into his lawyer speak. What would Rose say if she were here? I heard the answer in her Midwestern twang. Those turkeys are all gobble gobble. Boom! I knew exactly what I was going to do. Well, I whispered, it's a wheelbarrow full of money to her and she earned it. So I'm going to make sure she gets it today from me. Hicks looked pained. Parker, I interrupted him. I know, I know. And I'm telling you now, don't sweat it. I should have thought about this. This is on me. They'll cut a check. I know they will. I'm going to pound a stake in the ground right here, right now. This is it. Pull up your panties, son. No. I was going to say, Parker, don't do this. Are you willing to risk everything? All you have to do is sign this, and we're done. Let's just get it closed, and then fight for her check afterward. They're contractually obligated. They have to pay her. Of this, I am sure. He was right, but I was done with the douchery. Nope. This is it. They have good pricing on these deals, and the only reason we're here is because they want to close. They want me out, too. Look, I nodded toward Biff, the trust attorney. That eunuch ain't cheap. After we sat down, I announced to Penis Penis, I'm not signing this until you bring me a check that I can give to Rose today. A check that will clear the bank. Let's just cut the crap. I've been your partner for too long. That's it. Either pony up the check or we're done here. That was it. I had just stood up to them for the last time. I instantly regretted it. The jaundiced old fart across the table did his best impression of an unaffected narcissist. Seriously, we'll pay her. You can't trust us to pay her? Chirped the imbecile son, Tom Thomas III, technically my current boss. I locked eyes with Penis Penis III and felt Hicks squeezing my elbow, reminding me to stay cool. He was right, I thought. It's not time yet. This is too important. I've come too far and was too close. I'll just be quiet until they say yes. This lasted three seconds. There are two people in a car. One of them farts, I said loudly, then yelled directly at Penis Penis the third. Both of them know who did it! Then there was silence. 
a lot of it. If Penis Penis had an Indian name at that moment, it would have been Coyote Stoic Dickface. After a minute of deep thought, he folded his hands on his lap, laughed a singular chuckle, and looked at his shrugging trust attorney. He rose from the table and walked towards the conference room door. What does that even mean? Genuine confusion filled Penis Penis III's horse-like face, and shit filled my drawers as Hicks Krugler's concerned look fed my I-just-killed-the-deal panic. Where are you going, Daddy? Penis Penis turned around. To have Brenda cut a check. But then I want you right out of this office. He waved a long, awkward finger at me like I'd just peed on his wife's flowers. And pick up your litter, pointing at Hicks, because we are done. Boom! My insides exploded with joy as I tried to execute my own form of stoicism while sliding my completed signature pages to Hicks. I whispered in his ear, You can give this to them when they hand over the check, but not until they hand it over. I'm serious. Yes, sir. Where are you going? I'm going to grab my stuff and say goodbye to Rose. Can you bring the check back the minute you're finished? Hicks nodded. What does that even mean? Farting in a car? That's gross. Penis Penis the third asked, still confused and upset. Hicks answered, Triple, it means there are certain situations where it's really, really obvious someone is lying no matter what they say or how believable they are. Look at us. It's just like old times with me explaining everything to you. I could tell Hicks was holding back. Parker can smell your fart. He farted then. I didn't fart. I don't get it. Poor Penis Penis III was exasperated. I have never farted in your car, Parker. Gross. The confidence in his voice was gone. I shrugged. It was fantastic. He knew he was no longer my boss. He looked directly back at Hicks. That's why we have a new trust attorney. Hicks squared up to Penis Penis III. Triple, I dropped you as clients because your daddy's a cheap douchebag, and you're incompetent. You don't even make sense sometimes. Hicks looked at me, willing to pass the torch, knowing I had spent the last year dreaming of my opportunity to talk shit to Penis Penis III. The opportunity to tell him we don't call him Triple because he's Thomas Thomas III, but because he was born on third base and thought he hit a triple. This was my chance. But you know what? Nothing. There wasn't a fuck to be given. I had zero emotion for the ridiculous things I was forced to endure over the years. Embarrassing things, such as a grown man asking us to start spelling his name T-H-O-M instead of T-O-M. Because his knock-kneed wife thought it made him appear more exotic. Nothing. Maybe it's because I'd just made a tiny fortune from my own hard work with my own money. Me, Parker Duke, self-made. Who'd have thunk? For the first time in my life, I felt like a legitimate businessman instead of a con artist who'd weaseled his way into the room. This is a hang-up most rich kids have, and most of them will deny it and spend their entire life trying to convince you otherwise. I was an extremely rich kid until my dad lost it all. My dad's a prince, though. Triple's dad is a cheap, douchey turd. In a weird way, I felt grateful my dad tanked the family business, because trust me, I wouldn't have made anything of myself with a giant trust fund safety net. I had no choice. I was forced into making something of myself, and I did it. This 
was the best fucking day of my life. It felt like there was a nuclear explosion inside of me and lightning might start shooting out of my fingertips. Feeling this degree of self-confidence was incredibly satisfying and incredibly new. A familiar cackle outside the depressing conference room redirected my focus and I sprang towards the door. I couldn't wait to tell Rose. As I moved past Penis Penis the Third, I laughed. Good luck, Triple. <laughs>